0: Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast for the love of the Sox, hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey Sox fans, welcome to episode 113 of Good Guys Talk Back. I am Nick Morowski and this is a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast recording just blocks from Sox Park and beautiful Bridgeport. You can find this podcast uh, wherever you find your podcast. Simply subscribe, and every new episode will come into that inbox. Pass it along to other Sox fans. You can also check us out on the shycitysports.com website. They've got some great Chicago-centric content and some good guys talk back uh, T-shirts. Pat Hester is going to come in in just a second. We're also uh, being joined by contributor for White Sox Daily, Xavier Sanchez, is going to talk White Sox with us. Uh, a lot to get to. Uh, Sox are 51-35, and 35, eight games ahead of Cleveland. A uh, magic number is 71 if you're uh, playing at home. Uh, Sox just took two or three from Minnesota. Uh, Pat um how are you feeling after that first game was a little dicey but taking two and two in a row um you got to be feeling better
1: yeah anytime you can go 500 on a road trip regardless of the competition it's good and it's always good to bury the twins and uh you know as as you'd like to say step on their throats a little bit yeah. we we kind of buried them we we fulfilled the liam hendricks want of of burying the twins I never thought we'd get to the point where we'd say the Twins are dead on July 7th of any season. But it seems to be that way. It's a very odd thing to see from this perspective. I don't think I've ever seen it before.
0: Yeah, uh, 10-2 and against the Twins this year. Um, Yeah, really, uh, Tuesday and today, just some stomping and some destroying of spirits. Uh, A lot to get to, though. Uh, You know, since the last time we talked, uh, some roster moves, uh, some things to potentially be done to help bolster this team. Um, uh, Bringing in now contributor for White Sox Daily. Love the stuff that uh, he does, uh, podcasts, articles. Uh, Xavier Sanchez, welcome uh, to the program.
2: Uh, Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat for some White Sox baseball.
0: Um, it, it's exciting time here. Um, who would have thought uh, the Sox are where they are with all of the injuries. Uh, most recently, Grandal, we now just heard that he actually had to have surgery. Uh, the, the original forecast was maybe four to six weeks. That could be greater. Uh, but I, I want to start with uh, kind of the big news that came maybe late last night or early this morning. Uh, Adam Engel reinstated and Adam Eaton DFA'd. Uh, were you surprised that Adam Eaton was designated designated for assignment?
2: I, I was a little bit surprised just because this, this offseason they grabbed a couple guys. That was who they decided to spend money on in right field. I thought it was rather bold. You see him, uh, bat lead off just the, that night. And then in the morning you wake up and he's DFA'd. Uh, I like to joke. Uh, I think you guys shared my tweet. I went back and looked at a couple numbers because Uh, A guy like him, you want him to get on base, score a lot of runs, which he hasn't been doing it. Uh, He had more multi-strikeout games than uh, multi-walk and multi-hit games, and that's not what they needed out of him. So I thought, I've never seen a move that bold, at least in my young years of watching the Sox. (laughs)
1: So so Xavier, I, I guess my question is about was it the Sox feeling really good about where Angle's at with his health? And, and it was, it was, uh, this led to this. Was it the fact that they feel pretty good about Sheets being up on the team or more about just how horrific the numbers were, as you alluded to? So they, in my mind, it tells me that they feel pretty strong that whatever Adam Angle has been dealing with is behind him. Not that he won't get injured again, but they feel pretty good about where he's at.
2: Yeah, I think I'm on the same boat. Uh, this week, this past couple of weeks, we saw enough in sheets where he looks like he can contribute to this team. And Angle, the last two seasons, has grown and got better. So there must be some belief that that injury, somewhat behind him, he's been down there for quite some time. Uh, so I think I'm on the same boat as you, Pat. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he had uh he had a couple doubles today and boy he was uh just hauling around first base and again anytime I see a Sox player right now going all out running I just fear the worst that you know a hamstring is going to pop or snap. Uh he looked good, he bounced up. I mean, he swung the bat well and uh, you know, the Sox really had some offense today, which uh, which we needed. Um, It is shocking. You know, you alluded to just the surprise factor. And I really thought, uh, Xavier, that the Sox were kind of give uh, Eaton the Mazzara treatment of like, well, this was the guy we targeted in the offseason. Uh, he's a left handed bat. He's an outfielder. I thought they were going to double down on their decision, be stubborn. Uh, and especially with all the injuries that we've had recently, the fact that they just cut ties and said, you know what, we just don't think you're going to get the playing time. I was pretty uh, surprised with that. Um, you know, what we've seen from Berger, uh, you know, some offense, you know, he he was he was getting it in the mix today. Move. He was playing third base, his natural position. Uh, La has said, well, maybe we might see him at second. Do you see that's a possibility of Burger getting some play at second base soon? It,
2: I, he doesn't have too much experience. I think he did a couple games down there with the Knights. And I think moving forward, you're going to start seeing a lot more people in all organizations uh, become multi uh, position players. Just uh, I think most players would want to be just, if they're, natural position isn't working out and there's someone above like Jake Berger, if it wasn't for that Moncada injury, I don't know if we would have seen him uh, this past weekend. So a player's trying to make themselves marketable. You might start seeing more of those. And if the White Sox need it, we're going, I know you wanted to talk next man up. Uh, these guys, part of that next man up is where do you want me to play? And Berger's the kind of person that anything the team needs, he'll do.
1: And it's interesting when you talk about what the team needs uh, these guys will do. It seems like they're willing to do uh, just about anything to, to contribute. And, and that leaves my question about Tony La Russa. We haven't really talked about him, at least on this show, we haven't talked about him in quite some time. And it seems like when we did talk about him, it was in a negative fashion. So do you feel like, uh, Xavier, that, that Tony's kind of hit his own rhythm and, and kind of gotten back into the swing of, of managing a team again after being off for about 11 years?
2: There's been some signs. I know a lot of people are hard to say like nice things, and I, most people are on the same feeling. And I don't. I haven't said too many nice things, but some of the moves you see, uh, he he never really wanted to use Liam Hendricks, uh, not in the ninth inning or certain settings where it might be a tie game but high leverage. And you're starting to see more of him coming out. You saw in the Twins game, he came out for a two inning save in another. If it wasn't and it was a road game. He tends to early on use them at home in those types of settings. So there's been some flares in here and there where I'm like, okay, maybe he, uh, is changing and feeling more comfortable.
0: One of the things I, uh, you know, I read, uh, after the game today, uh, he was asked a question about Aloy and where he might potentially play. And can you see Aloy DHing And uh, La Russa didn't almost even bat an eye. He just said, of course, uh, I think he's, he absolutely could find time at DH. And I was, you know, so excited to hear that Uh when Aloy, if and when Aloy comes back healthy Xavier, do you see him taking uh, more time at DH or, or being put back in left field?
2: I, I hope he gets more time as a DH, especially after seeing him play in the outfield, it hasn't worked out. And, as we we're, we've been talking, all these guys have been filling in nicely and it depends. It feels like every, it's a day by day, week by week uh, discussion with the Sox, who's injured, who's up, who's down. And for them, if they need an outfielder, they're going to toss him there, but I'm hoping he's, they don't need him there. Hmm. And he can be one of those guys that can fill in at DH or who knows down the line, maybe at first base if needed.
1: Yeah. So Xavier, somebody that pitched today is someone that the South side has t- uh, fallen in love with. There is a love affair right now with the Sox fan base and Lance Lynn. And uh, I can say as a, someone that uh, shares a similar waistline as Lance Lynn, I am a big fan <laughs> of uh, fancy Lancey. So my question to you is what would you put if you had to per- put a percentage on it that he re-signs with this team? And if he does, do you see it as a long-term, I mean, you want him to retire in a White Sox uniform. Uh, just for you know swearing at, at ghosts when he walks off the field and and saying he loves the south side as much as he does.
2: We're at a toss up. Right now I'm I'm in the middle, probably 50-50, maybe sixty-forty. The way he talks about the White Sox and this the neighborhood and just everything that embodies the South Side of Chicago. He he fits perfect. He's just a lovable guy. The issue is uh, what's he gonna ask? How much money does he want? For how many years? Are the White Sox comfortable with doing that? But I think he might enjoy being around. I've never seen him speak bad about Tony Larusa, and that's who he when he came in up with the Cardinals. That's that was his manager. Mm-hmm. So maybe he takes a little bit less to stay with the team long term for a few years to ride this out because this is supposed to be a team that's in it for not just this year, but three, four seasons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I want to like to stick with pitching and, um, you know, aside from Lynn, you know, Rodan has just been uh, all world. I mean, his numbers are just unbelievable. Uh, No one would have seen this coming. No one, if you, if you said you, you would have seen this coming, you're a liar, um you know he's on a one term he's on a one-year deal for low money uh he's he's gonna potentially start the all-star game perhaps um and i the other question i guess is you know do you try to i mean could could do you see any any path for the Sox potentially re-signing rodan
2: it's going to be hard because if I'm correct, he was not cut, but he was dropped initially in some capacity. So I don't know how if there's hard feelings around that. But uh, I lost my track of thought. <laughs> I hope he he, he signs. It's going to be tough to sign them both because who knows? Maybe this is like a Alex Colomay type of situation where the price is now too high and they're going to look for another player. And you mentioned uh, if anyone ever said there, he would be a – ace of the staff this season yes they're definitely clueless and wrong because a lot of us were thinking he was gonna have to compete for that fifth spot between uh cease copac and even rinaldo lopez who just looks awful down in charlotte right now
0: that's a name oh, we try not to say in this podcast oh my often. yeah my, you're right
1: my heart um <laughs> uh, so Xavier, let's let's just play a little hypothetical game, right? Let's pretend the playoffs start tomorrow, and let's uh, pretend that uh, everybody is on regular rest. What are you putting as your one, two, three, four in terms of your starting pitchers?
2: One, two, three, four. Lance Rodon, Keiko, Cease. Am I, am I missing someone? No, Lucas Giolito, my man. Uh, but that, uh,
0: but you're, but the fact that you were like we're not able to name Giolito right off the top of your head tells you what kind of season Giolito is actually having right now. In a way, I mean, it is. I mean, what have you seen from Giolito? Like, what, what do you do? You look at anything, or have you? crunch numbers or i i mean it it, it's very different and i don't know where to go with giolito right now but i i wouldn't put him probably in my top three right now
2: Mm -hmm. i it's it's been a weird season because he's not quite that that 2018 where he was like god awful and worst pitcher in the league but he's not quite that the past couple years there's something there uh i know the sticky stuff has been the big question but i think it's going to take a couple more the rest of this month we'll have to see how it plays out but when it comes to that staff one of my thoughts was uh i want to go with the experience and just the guy who's kind of elite, who's been there lancelin mm-hmm. back in you had uh rodan who's having a f- fabulous season come in for that game too and then the other really toss-ups i thought uh keichel's been there not having the same season as he had last year, I would have loved to have that season this year and
0: mm-hmm, been
2: mm-hmm. nonstop dominant. Uh, and then these he's been up, he's been down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, Go ahead, Pat.
2: Well, I
1: was just going to transition off of pitching because I know Nick is going to have to give himself a bath <laughs> if, if we don't, you know, talk about something else other than uh, pitching. So, you know me. Uh, I wanted to transition to Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson seems like he's found himself a little bit more lately four for four today, I think with a walk, if I'm not mistaken. I've always thought that this team goes as Tim Anderson goes. A lot of people think it's, it's a Breu and I, I, I wouldn't argue with them uh, all that long about that if that's what they believe. But uh, what have you seen out of Tim Anderson lately? That has kind of uh, been, uh, seems like he's refound himself again.
2: Obviously he's getting on base a lot more hits. I see a couple of walks sprinkled in a guy who, when he came in the league, as many people on the white Sox did, they struggled with getting walks Mm -hmm. and that's been a positive. And one thing that's a negative I want to see more of is his power numbers. I'm not seeing a ton of doubles. I'm not seeing a ton of home runs kind of low after the last couple of seasons that we've seen from him, but yeah, I definitely believe in that. When he goes, everyone goes. And he brings a spark that it, he might be have a day where he's 0 for 4, but there's always some type of post, whether it's defense or him just getting the, uh, the players excited to play another baseball game because 162 games is very long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was four for four today uh, with a walk. Um, You know, he's never been five for five. He almost had he had that opportunity, but it was walked late in the game. And uh, in in the pre and post game uh, on NBC Sports Chicago, Frank Thomas has just been, you know, beside himself that Tim Anderson isn't an all star uh, with the numbers that he has put up the last couple of years leading the league in average, what he's doing, you know, a face of baseball. Um, do you feel like maybe some of his numbers from previous years uh, should have been a factor and that he should have really gotten a serious look at being an all star this year?
2: No, I, I feel like all star games are what the players are doing in that current season. And unfortunately, although he's having an, a pretty solid year and the White Sox will take what he's doing, Xander Bogarts and some of these other guys who made the Correa, um, are having a better season. I, if there was one guy I would have been pretty mad about who also is kind of stuck with third base was, and also s- kind of struggled a little bit lately. Moncada. Moncada early on, I had him as m- one of the MVP candidates and favorites coming into June. He, sl- he had a couple of weeks, obviously a couple injuries, but his numbers were neck and neck with some of those MVP candidates.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Xavier, I've uh, I just t- took a look just to make sure I was right. Cleveland is now one and nine in their last 10. They've got a run differential now of minus 28. They lost uh, two games to Tampa Bay and uh, two seven game seven inning games of double header. Is Cleveland dead officially? I thought they would eventually fade with the run diff being as it was. You know, they were a negative uh, even when they were a couple games back of us. So are they officially dead? Is this our division? You know, is it is it done? Is it wrapped up at the All Star break?
2: It is our division. I think there's just too many games still with the Indians that they're they could make a close run. They they might not overcome, but the White Sox, uh, we we see them do well this season against Detroit, uh, Kansas City, and Minnesota. And Minnesota's been a team they've always tend to struggle with. It's either Twins winning all of them or maybe they split. And then Indians, that's another team that, even last year, they didn't do great. And this year, averaged. I think they might have won three or two or something like that in their few games. So I'm not sold on them completely being out, but it is the White Sox division, and they're in a good spot to make the playoffs.
0: You know, I, I Cleveland's you know dealing with some pitching issues. I, I firmly, you know, going back to Pat's point, um, you know, for me, pitching, especially starting pitching, is the glue that's going to hold together this team through all these injuries and this crazy next man up mentality, where we're watching stuff that you know Hamilton is doing and and Goodwin contributing and you know Sheets and Berger and. You don't hear a lot about Abreu and Mankat and maybe some other the, uh, some of the other guys. Uh, definitely Tim Anderson today. Um, I, you know, I, I just, this is great. Things are going well for the Sox right now. I You know, I'm taking a peek at the schedule after the All-Star break. Houston comes to town. There's going to be some some difficult baseball to be played. I just find it hard to believe that this type of baseball is sustainable, where we're going to rely on Cleveland losing, and we're going to be asking guys like, you know, Mendick and, you know, this, that, and the other to be playing, you know, kind of above themselves for a long period of time. So I guess my question is ultimately, will we see reinforcements? You know, will will, will there be some either trades, some guys brought in to help out this Sox roster?
2: On a point with your next man up discussion and I'll, I'll, counting on all these players, that's something I've been uh I've thought about a lot because early on the initial injuries with Eloy and uh, Robert, you're right there. You lost maybe 50 home runs, 130 RBIs. That's a lot to ask for these next guys up to do. And then the injuries just kept falling and falling uh, issues with the pitching. And even last year, having these rookies who had such a great uh, in the bullpen seasons last year to come in and pitch uh, early on it seemed like every single day you saw Hoyer marshall and they struggled and you're just continuing to ask so much uh, of young players that's kind of hard to do for a whole season yes it's their job and they they eventually might get there but right away at the jump it's tough i think the white sox need to make a few moves not just one uh, but two at least two.
1: So if you, if you were, you know, given the power to make moves and, and, and Rick Hahn called you Xavier, what would, uh, what would you say is first thing you want to get? Do you want to get a bullpen? Do you want to, you want to get a guy in the bullpen or do you want to add a bat? What, you got one spot to fill, which one are you taking?
2: Um, probably a bat. I, uh, it's ooh, I'm going to go with a bat just because I still think, uh, I rather get someone who has a confirmed MLB bat, who's been rather consistent, who will, who's been producing for a long term than just a few years or even the, the past couple months.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, I, I would I would try to get more pitching. Honestly, <laughs>
2: no shocker there. Nick,
0: Nick, wants, Nick
1: wants a forty man roster of all pitchers, and they, that, that there's nobody in the outfield. There's nobody hitting. We're just going to pitch, and we'll just. <laughs> forfeit our bats
0: i'm sorry you know when you think you don't have enough pitching i think you go out and get more and we're seeing it right now and when all these injuries occur it's like we are starting pitching is holding things together right uh really last one for me here um xavier i mean we're we're just about at the all-star break and this is when a lot of folks kind of look at their predictions that they made in the in the preseason and um where, where are we at right now? I mean, where, where are you with this team? Where do you, where do you think uh, this team can go? Um, you know, it, where, where can they finish? And, and let's say that, let's say that Aloy and Robert come back healthy.
2: Uh, I always thought they would be up at, in first place. I don't know by this, such margins. I think they have either the, the first, the best or the second best uh, margin between the second place team I didn't predict that but if injuries are lessened in and players are able to come back they, their chances look good uh, I, I'm I'm really hoping you see Robert and Eloy at the end of the season I really I don't think they'll they'll compete. As World Series champions, if they don't make a move, I think these some type of move is really important, mm-hmm. uh, in this this time at the White Sox because this is a young team. I was looking as one of my notes, I wanted to take 27 and a half. That's one of the younger teams. Wow, and yeah, they could use some. I see Abreu is a leader in his own ways, but he's also a young MLB player, he's only been in the league because this is seventh year. Uh, most guys get that when they're in their late 20s he's mm-hmm. up there in age but not quite the experience yeah so yeah.
1: Xavier last one for me and it's going to be a fun one what's your favorite part of all-star weekend
2: or all-star
1: festivities? if you have one I'm not a big fan of the game anymore but I do enjoy sometimes watching home run derby things like that so
2: yeah I also haven't been as big into the game I, I used to like it when it was the only one that had like a meeting where like it was the home field advantage thing. Uh I used to always go camping the same week. So someone would have a newspaper and I would never get to watch <laughs> it. But for like eight years, I saw I was reading the newspaper to see what happened. I would say the home run Derby. Uh I'm forgetting who does it, but I used to love hearing the back, 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 back. And sure. Some- Chris
0: Berman. Yeah. Chris yeah, Berman. Legendary. That yeah. was always fun. Yeah. So yeah should Definitely
2: be a softball one. Oh like, yeah. You know, see as, like there's been some random names. I don't even know anymore.
0: <laughs> well, with it being in Colorado, I'm sure very, I'm sure John Elway will pop up somewhere in that celebrity <laughs> softball game. And with the rarefied air, uh, those balls should be traveling out. Uh, uh Xavier, thank you so much for letting us steal some of your time talking White Sox baseball with us. I really appreciate it.
2: Anytime Nick and Pat, it's been great. Uh, I love talking to the White Sox, so whenever you guys need. Awesome. Awesome. And and,
0: and remind us uh, where we can find all of your your stuff.
2: Uh, So I do a little bit of writing, a little bit of podcasting, and then obviously Twitter. So our podcast, White Sox Daily, is on the website as well as on uh, Apple and I think Spotify as well. And then any writing can be found on whitesoxdaily.com. And then my Twitter, Xavier underscore sanchez for. Plenty of White Sox content, whether it's my stories or just I like to do numbers. I like to look at that the stats and see how players are doing.
0: Wonderful. Uh, yeah, we need help with that, Pat Pat and I. But great We're stuff old. over there.
1: <laughs> We're old men.
0: <laughs> great stuff at White Sox Daily. Thank you again, Xavier. Thanks, Xavier. Big thank you once again to Xavier Sanchez from White Sox Daily. They do some great stuff over there. No shortage of socks. Uh, content out there pat um really enjoyed his perspective
1: yeah i enjoy when we have people on that are much
0: smarter than me so that's <laughs> always
1: that's always good i enjoy our time with with Xavier, and uh, look forward to continue to read his stuff
0: yeah uh you know uh the the, the socks are in a good spot right now uh record wise uh, where they're at in the division um and you know we were talking with uh, xavier about you know, given Tony some credit and buddy, I think you and I definitely have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I got a quote here uh, from Tony, just uh, the, something he released uh, yesterday kind of after the grand Al news. And uh, this, this is uh, this is Tony talking about injuries. Uh, it's only as difficult as you allow it to be. We control our minds and our hearts. If we want to act frustrated and discouraged and that we've been unlucky then we're going to lose an edge. Um, I don't know. I thought that was kind of a, a powerful, that was a good resetter. And uh, maybe maybe I was completely wrong about this guy. Maybe this is the, this is the right guy to have uh, when all of this turmoil happens on a club. He's been there, he's seen that, and he can right the ship.
1: Yeah, I'd like to say that this that Tony's seen it all. I, I'm not really sure that he's seen losing every outfielder. You're starting second baseman. You're now you're starting catcher for a month and a half. Your third baseman's in and out of the lineup. Your first baseman, you know, is getting bats <laughs> thrown at his legs or you know running into walls every other day. I don't know if yeah. he's seen that, but yeah. I, I know he's seen uh, really good pitching staffs before. I know he can handle a bullpen. And uh, like I said before, my, my question to Xavier was, was, you know, I, I, that's, that's my real assessment is I think he's found his own rhythm. I think mm. he's, uh, you know, kind of rediscovered himself as a manager after being away for 11 years. Imagine if we, if you took time off for 11 years from anything and it would take mm-hmm. you some time to get reacclimated. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's only a plus that we haven't really talked about him that much. It's kind of like, When we talk about umpires, we only Mm -hmm. know if there's good umpiring if we're not talking about them. So um, I think there's a lot of credit to be given to Tony and it could have very easily gone a different way. The guy that, you know, everybody was clamoring for, and that's this, you know, I will take the Uriminator over TLR and all that stuff. Remember when Mm. we were talking about that That guy's not in the team anymore. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's just interesting how it's all played out. I'll give Tony a lot of credit for whatever he's doing to uh, keep the rig on the road, if you will.
0: Some TLC for TLR. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I just, something about having Hendricks throw uh, two innings to get the save the other day. I thought he's really starting to come around here. You know, the Twins got mm-hmm. the heart of their lineup up. Might as well get Hendricks in. Uh, and then the, the stuff he said about Aloy, like, yeah, I think we're going to want to really take a look at that DH spot for him. Uh, I love that he's saying that now it's some, uh, it's stuff that all of us, you know, in in just socks universe have been, have been saying not all of us, but most of us. And for him to say that, uh, you know, you're, you're really coming around and I, I appreciate that. Um, any last uh, any last words? At last thoughts uh, on at a meeting. I don't think we're going to see that, dear friend, ever again. Man, yes, worries me not. whenever you ask me any last words. I can do. <laughs> <laughs> like like I'm, I'm
1: being taken out to the desert, and buried alive, <laughs> <Yeah>. or something. <laughs> yeah, words? I'd like you to get on
0: record if you have anything wow. that you'd like that,
1: to say. That's, uh, like I'd like to have that last something meal like
0: Goodfellas. Because, like you yeah. think I've just got a spot for you? Yeah, that's uh, like yeah. oh boy, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, I know it was a happy day for you. You've been clamoring for this day. <laughs> um, I I think it's I think it's interesting that again we're we're going to be going into this off season, and I know unless Adam Engel does, you know, it, it performs otherworldly, I think he's his position is he's going to be your uh, he's going to be a backup outfielder. I think this is who he is. I don't know that playing him, you know, 150 games is going to, you know, be the best thing for this team. So I think going into the offseason, it's going to be interesting. Again, we're still searching for that right fielder. And I know somebody, I don't remember who it was, and I apologize for not looking at the tweet, but somebody had mentioned we have to go all out uh, over Castellanos and hopefully he doesn't, you know, pick up his option with the Reds. And that's who I'd like to see out uh, the Sox squad and get. And I guess I shouldn't get ahead of myself and start thinking about the off season and, and right fielders again, but that's kind of where my head's at when you're talking about DFAing the guy that you brought in
0: it, that, that to me, like, it, okay. Shocked. I'm absolutely thrilled that they made this decision. Um, I wanted it to be made. A lot of folks wanted this to be made, but you know, I also have been following Sox baseball pretty damn closely for the last 30, 30 years or so. And have you? Uh, I could, I could yeah. <laughs> and I know, I know what this team does. And, uh, so for them to actually do, it was shocking, but then the other side of it, as you just mentioned, it's just heartbreaking that this is the guy that they targeted and brought in as their guy. They didn't want to pay Brantley the money. Maybe they just couldn't pry him from, you know, Houston. I don't know. But this was their guy. And yet mm-hmm. again, here we go. And, yes, I don't want to think about the offseason just yet, just yet, unless you're talking about, you know, a championship parade. Um, you know, business needs to get done here. We, we Hey, we still have a series with Baltimore And then uh, this team, needs going to get healthy, hopefully rest up and get ready for, um, you know, Houston coming to town. Uh, It it was a it started off as a a tough twins uh, series. Um, We kind of got punched in the mouth a little bit. Game one, you know, cease. It was just that typical cease outing, Pat, you know, five and change, six earned runs, you know, six hits scattered around. You know, a lot of pitches, just, you know, he had his eight strikeouts, two walks, but um it's it just laboring, you know, yeah. it, it, not, it, wasn't, it wasn't that dynamic stuff. And to his, you know, to his discredit, credit, however you want to look at it, I think we're comparing, you know, these guys like uh, Keichel, maybe, and Cease, and even Giolito, even though Giolito was in the other category, to what Rodon and Lynn are doing. Yeah. It's just electric stuff. And it's like, yeah. well, you know, m- we, we maybe you know, we're going to have plus guys on the rotation, but they're not obviously all going to be of Rodon and Lynn's numbers right now. Yeah. Yeah. And if, what do what do you tell people when they have stage fright, Nick, how to get over stage fright? Well, you, you're supposed to you know look at everybody just in their underpants or naked or whatever. Um, if I
1: was if I was uh if I was Dr. Katz, I'd say, you know, Dylan. I don't want <laughs> you to picture everybody in their underpants, but picture everybody in a tiger's uniform, whoever's up there, because that's, <laughs> not Eric Haas, though. I don't want no, to see him. not him, but uh everybody else because you seem to do well against the tigers yeah. and other teams, uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe this all star break will be, will do him well, you know, get away from the game a little bit, clear his head. He's had moments and flashes that I I feel like he's taken a step in the right direction this year in this half season that we've seen from where he was last year. So he's taken a step. Maybe it's not the step that we were really hoping for the dominant, you know, starter with the great stuff, young, uh, you know, flamethrower type guy. But, uh, but I think he's taking a step and I'd like, I wanted to, I just want to see a little bit more. That's all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and the twins, they, they threw a guy uh, by the name of Ober that uh, pitched pretty well against the Sox. Um, mm-hmm. and that's for sure. And twins have got some arms and if they're starting to unload, I, you know, I don't know if we're going to be dealing with folks in our own division, but you know, I, I'm curious to see, uh, when they start selling off parts, who goes, where, um, Uh, Game one, of course, uh, the Grandal game, he goes down on a check swing. Uh, If you saw that, it looked really goofy. Just checked up his swing and and crumpled onto the ground in pain, um, grabbing his uh, his knee, Uh, a torn knee ligament. We originally heard four to six weeks. uh, We now hear that he had surgery, and uh, it's kind of a TBD. Uh, Doctors uh, feel confident he can come back you know this season but you never know uh it's just a damn shame man an absolute shame and um he, just when he was getting hot pat yeah
1: yeah you, you it is too bad but it's going to be interesting because you look at the timing if if he's back somewhere in that four to six week range that's about the same time that we're looking to maybe have alloy back it's could be around the same time that Robert could possibly maybe be coming back. So <laughs> it, it'll be an interesting time, you know, when you think yeah. about it. If this team's rocking and rolling and then you say, "Oh, well, you know, here's your your entire starting uh team back." And thank yeah. you for getting us to this point. Um yeah. so it'll be really interesting in about a month and a half, I would say. If we're if we're in the similar position as we are right now, um you know, I
0: Yeah. And I I think Han thinks that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I I guess I get I get that impression a little bit from some of the things he's said recently is those are uh, almost valued as acquisitions. You know, like we're 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 all of a sudden acquiring Aloy and Robert because we haven't had him for for a bulk of the season um grandal a little bit of a different story but somebody i again i I can't take credit for this but i thought it was a funny you know comment is when we have that field of dreams game against uh new york and in iowa if just that was the time that they all came back and they all came out of the (laughs) cornfields um how intimidating would that be oh that would be uh that would be something that's good that's that i like that that's a great storyline. Um, so the Sox, uh, take that bad news with Grandal, and they, and they bite right back, man, in game two, uh, four, one, uh, sloppy, sloppy game, uh, raining just a majority of it. And again, going back to my, you know, I hate to see anybody running full steam these days because I feel like a hamstring is going to pop. I do not like seeing our players on, on what conditions, you know, no. one little s- slip of the spike and. There you go, man. You've pulled something. Um, So thanks be to God they got through that. Uh, Rodon, absolutely electric. Uh, Absolutely electric. Six innings, an earned run, seven hits, eight strikeouts, zero walks. He's got his ERA down to 2.31. He has logged 89 innings this first, uh, quote-unquote, half of the season. 130 strikeouts. To only 26 walks if you're wondering if that's good that's good yeah um you know it, it's unbelievable what he yeah. what he's doing
1: thanks be to god i thought i was going up for the lord's supper there for a moment i it's good
0: man you have to get down on your knees and just just yeah. absolutely give thanks that nobody else is getting hurt on a day i mean when hamilton made that catch i yeah. mean very very well could have separated He his arm could have fell off or you know <laughs> he he could have split in half he's not a big oh, guy i mean it he's was not good. a big guy
1: so that yeah. was a it was a fun game to get uh to get caught up on i i missed a lot of that game but watched uh, all the highlights and everything like that and that was an first of all the catch it, yeah. it was just an amazing catch i love that the uh that that the Jersey was covered in mud and just the shy. Oh, that was, uh, was kind of cool. Yeah. I thought that was kind of neat with yeah. the, with the jerseys that came out this year. And, but what can you say about Carlos Rodon? And he, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, you love the emotion. You yeah. you, love the, you love the, I love it when a pitcher knows this is my last guy. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to just empty out the tank on this guy and he's got no chance. So uh, that was great to see it. He just continues to dazzle. And, and I, Boy, I don't know. It's going to be a really interesting, you know, topic going into the end of the year. As again, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and start talking about end of year and who we're signing and who we're not signing, but uh it's just it's he's gonna make it a very interesting, you know, thing to think about here as we yeah. as we continue to move along.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to think about it either. And and maybe the Sox could, you know, try to throw him some money during this season and negotiate. I highly, highly doubt, uh, with, with Boris, uh, that would happen. Um, what is his value on the market with the injuries that he's had and the small sample size that any team has to go with? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but He's got some next level velocity, though, Pat, to yeah. get out of jams, which we have never seen. Uh, and, and you're right. That emotion uh, between him and Lynn and then Hendrix. It's it's a it's funny that the three of them are, you know, are, are all star game reps and they could easily all three of them, you know, could pull some sort of neck, you know, some or pop like have an aneurysm with their the screams that they have. Mm-hmm. The, just you know the the powerful emotion. I, I love it, but you know I'm also um, concerned <laughs> that somebody's going to. Disturb. You're concerned about everything right now. Like, <laughs> Things are just going so well. You don't know? go out walking your doggy. Let me let me let me let me walk that back. They're not going so well, but they are going well. If yeah. that makes any sense. No, it makes, um, everything you say makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Um, we, you know, so Engel, uh, is reinstated and, uh, look, you, y- you brought it up. I-, I don't know if he's ever going to be, you know, th- the guy for the socks. Um, even though we've been saying that about Lurie and it's like, look what he keeps doing yeah. uh, on this team. Um, I think all Engel needs to do is just stay healthy, man. You've seen yeah. what he's been able to do with the bat and hopefully some of those, you know, other power numbers, maybe he can, you know, hit some over the fence soon. Um, a, a guy though, that like, I think you and I are still trying to figure out as a lot of folks are trying to figure out is Zach Collins, you know, and he brought the bat in game two, you know, his mm-hmm. first game starting after the grand injury, he had some big at bats. Um, you know, Zebby is up, you know, he caught, um, Lynn today, but, Collins is a guy, Pat, that I just, we're really going to get a good look at now. Oh, yeah. Man, we're going to know what you're going to
1: And he's got to make the most of it. This is, this is, this could be his career if you think about it. I mean, that might sound a little dramatic, mm-hmm. but this is his career because he's going to get an opportunity to start 90% of the games over the next, you know, month and a half. And, but the thing for him is, uh, I feel like he's, Behind the plate, I feel pretty comfortable with him right now. looks like he's developed nicely into a a catcher. So I'm not so much concerned about that. I'm more concerned about can you put the ball over the fence because that's what he was billed as. He was billed as more of a left-handed power guy and not so much of a catcher. He's kind of turned himself into a catcher, but at at the expense of maybe the bat. So I like to see the bat come along a little bit.
0: You know, I, I am worried about his defense. I feel like every time he's, he's been behind the dish, you know, there's balls ricocheting all over the place and and he's not able to maybe uh, block a pitch or frame. I thought, I thought Zavala did a fantastic job today with Lynn Um, Mm -hmm. and Lynn even, you know, gave him a ton of credit and said, man, he handled things very well. Uh, Mm -hmm. He was able to, to grab Lynn a few extra strikes uh with the way he was framing. Um yeah, I you know, it'll be keep keep your eyes on Collins. Um for good or for bad, whether you want to or not, we're, we're going to be watching this guy and I I'm pulling for him because if he can get that power bat uh going then he's got a, absolutely a spot on this team, especially a lefty power bat. Um uh, the uh, the rubber match uh, goes to the Sox. They win the series six one uh just a beat down uh lynn you know didn't go maybe in, as long as he usually has gone but he didn't have his good stuff today either he labored man yeah. did he labor uh six yeah. things four hits an earned run uh six strikeouts three walks uh, he's nine and three though pat uh with a 1.99 era so of course. Uh, He is headed to the All-Star Game, and a lot of folks are looking at this guy to maybe even start the All-Star Game in Colorado. I, no, just uh, just, you know, <laughs> just
1: go to the Blue Moon Brewery there, right there at uh, at Coors Field. That's where I want to see him. Is here's a cutaway, he doesn't even come out to wave his little hat, wouldn't, wouldn't he's, just in the, he's just in the Blue Moon Brewery,
0: just and, pounding wings and yeah, just you know, and yeah. dropping pines, just you know, hey,
1: yeah, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't that
0: be classics outside? Uh, no, that would, be, that would be great, that would be awesome. <laughs> I,
1: I really, again, I, I've said it before, I really don't want to even see these guys out. there uh at all i I just you know i don't want him to start please i for the love of everything good and pure in this world i I, that's the last thing i need is for him to go out there and and get hurt so uh yeah those
0: guys want to pitch though don't you think a little uh, bit i don't know i i
1: I don't i don't know what guys these days think about the all-star game i know what the all-star game meant to guys when we were kids Mm -hmm. in in the 80s and 90s that was when the all-star game for me was cool. Right to to beat up on the National League, yeah, and and it was you know pride in your league and people cared about it that way. Then it shifted into the it, which I was I was surprised that that's what Xavier liked about it was the you know the it meant something. It meant home field mm-hmm. advantage. Yeah, um, I I don't know why we couldn't just figure out the team with the better record has home field advantage. I thought that was interesting. Um, so yeah, I. I don't know. I I I don't know if guys really care that much about.
0: Look, if you're named an All Star, I guess it, it's on your resume, man. Yeah. It's like you are credited with being an All Star, whether you actually play in the game or not. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I mean, will Trout be credited with being an All Star even though he's he's injured?
1: He's an All Star. He got voted in as an All Star, yeah. and I'm sure that there's there's some type of uh, you know something in his. In his uh, in his contract that gets kicked in because he's yeah. an all star. So yeah. I'm sure that's it means something to those guys, especially if you've yeah. never been an all star before, and and you get some type of bonus out of it. Yeah, yeah and that's sure. why
0: then that's why I think someone like T A would be so upset. It's like this this voting is ridiculous. You yeah. know, look at my numbers. Uh, so maybe you don't even sign any type of contract that has like all star stuff laced into it because you're like, why. I I want to like bank on myself. Yeah. I, I, I can figure out that. Like I'm going to, I'm going to bet on me, not on some crazy voting system. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I, again, it's, it's a popularity contest is really what all star games have turned out, turned into. And I, I'm, again, I'm not really sure because guys move from league to league nowadays. They, they, mm-hmm. they didn't do that that much back in back in our day, back in our day, Nick, yeah. you know, they, <laughs> it was, you know, it, it seemed to be there wasn't as much free agency trades. It just didn't seem to happen as much. So yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if guys care
0: that much. Will you watch? Are you gonna watch the game?
1: Um, yeah, it'll be on TV. I mean, I know a lot of people watch <laughs> because it's on TV. It's it will be on one of my many TVs somewhere. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll I'll tune in for a little bit, but I'm not going to be watching with intensity. I'm sure a lot of people do because it's a gambling opportunity. I, I'm not a big uh, gambler. Are you, Nick? Are you are you at a you had a situation in your life where you're you're you got an app on your phone where you're placing bets currently? No, on games? no, I,
0: I really don't. I don't get into it. Uh, my my brother went to Vegas uh, before the season started and and put a bet down on the socks. Uh, I think to uh, to represent the American league, uh, you know, to win the ALCS. Um, I got to double check on what those odds are, but that was about the most I've gotten into, you know, I, I'm not, man, I, 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 knowing my personality and how compulsive I am. And, you know, when I'm in something, I am really in something. I can't imagine how I would deal with just having all of that in the palm of my hand in terms of betting on, you know, in-game stuff and, you know, oh, well, I can now start up on the third inning and I'm switching over to this. I would go insane. Yeah, Uh, I I would not say that would be good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I would say you yeah. stay
1: away from that. that that's yeah. my friendly. Advice.
0: I'll let other other folks, uh, you know, tweet about that and explain what's going on. And uh, well, there's enough commercials about it, so I'm very I'm well aware that it is a big thing. <laughs> um, uh, I I ate some crow. We both ate some crow on TLR. You're going to be eating some crow on Lurie Garcia here. Three for four with three RBIs today. This guy's not going away, man. Lurie Legend is here. Uh, yeah, growing. It's growing.
1: I, it's growing again, i have I have many apology letters written uh, and put in the mail saying, "I'm very sorry." for saying the things I've where said about you. Where are you
0: sending it to? You're, <laughs> if, if you're writing it to well, Lurie, where are you sending I'm, this I'm Wednesday? sending him to your house. and, okay, then I'm and I'll ask walk you to, it over. I'll just walk
1: just, it over. Just, just walk it over for me. Yeah. I'm not really sure that uh, they yeah. want to accept my mail, but you're you're a neighbor. They trust you. right, yeah. You you're, are a neighbor. Point. They good knock point. on your door for sugar and eggs and things, I'm sure, all the time.
0: Yeah, all, when they're making those birthday cakes for Southpaw every year, <laughs> yeah, I get a knock on the door. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and and
1: and I'm I'm can you remind me again what our what our bet was with Rodon oh. and the double down. We did a double down, right? Something yeah.
0: well, you know, I you know, I thought the next podcast or maybe during All Star break, we could really check in on some of these numbers, which with all these injuries, oh my goodness. I, I don't even know if I want to revisit all these, but what I was saying at the beginning of the year was man, I don't think Rodon's gonna throw a hundred innings. Um and here he's at 89. Double and I, and if he threw over a hundred innings this year, I was gonna walk over to grandstand, get an official, you know, I'll get the Rodon jersey, which I don't mind because I was there for his no-hitter, it'd be a nice mm-hmm. keepsake. The black alternate. Um, but the double down is now if uh they resign him, it's just no matter how how they do it, if they resign him you know, I'll get the black alternate and I'll get a road, uh, road on. So I, yeah, you know, I, I'm in that, that, that's, you know, that's close to $600, 700 depending on how authentic you want to get. You, I so. never told you how to get the authentic one. I mean, I
1: mean, you could go, you you want
0: just, a shirt, a shirt, a shirt
1: and cut it in down the middle and put your own buttons on it. <laughs> <laughs> what a you summer project! Time. What you a summer project! Time. You
0: got me walking letters over to Sox <laughs> Park for Lurie. Now you have me sewing buttons on a jersey. Uh, um, I don't want to see yeah. you spend
1: six or seven hundred dollars, yeah. man. That's that's well, crazy
0: time. That's how confident I was. He wasn't going to throw 100 innings this year. <laughs> Good
1: thing we're making so much off this podcast. Oh, yeah, I mean, I Absolutely. Mean, otherwise I'd be oh dear,
0: go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I I, think uh, that Lurie's got a nice spot right now. Uh, you need guys like this, you need guys like Hamilton. Um, I, I'm just shocked he's able to you know sustain it, but. That's just how the season's going, man. Sometimes you just have to shake your head and say, I can't psychoanalyze this. It's happening. I'm just going to enjoy it. You it's know?
1: just, yes. Just, that's exactly what you have to do. I, I don't know how this is all happening. I'm just going to enjoy it. And, and that's all you can do because that's yeah. what, this is the, this is the team we've, we have now to analyze. It's Billy Hamilton. It's Leary Garcia it's Andrew Vaughn playing left field. It's Danny mm. Mendick playing second base. <laughs> these, these, it's Zach Collins behind the plate every game. Yeah. And it's whoever the, the the revolving door in right field, you know? So yeah. it's, uh, that's what we got. But it's a with, first place club with, with what, 51, 52 wins now? And 51, and yeah. 51, 51 yeah. wins and eight games in front of a Cleveland team that, just you know dropped you know nine of its last 10.
0: Yeah and the lead to me that that's what's so important because again I just don't think it's going to be sustainable that we're going to be able to clip off these wins like we've been doing especially against tougher teams. Um, We'll see man you you never know man the all-star break could do us good but I'm looking at this Baltimore series right now you got Keuchel, Cease, Giolito, you know, Baltimore's god-awful. They're absolutely horrible. Um, but you never know, man. You, you never know. I sure would like to go into this all-star break uh, feeling good um i would like to say two out of three is acceptable but i think it's got to be a sweep, pat i'm sorry no I'm shocker go, there i'm gonna
1: go the complete opposite Nick. i think we should just forfeit all three games we can, <laughs> we have we have the buffer and just hope everybody's healthy we don't need these games against uh, it's uh, an out of division it's, it's called playing the percentages um, playing the, we've got an eight game lead the, the indians will probably not sweep whoever they're playing and you know it's just it's just three games. It's No big deal. Yeah. Now I'm a, I'm I'm with you. Two out of three is a must, and and uh, you know, but I, I just don't know what to expect from the offense on a day and day basis because sure. of the lineups that we're Great throwing point. out. And, That's a good and, point. And not anything against those guys, but they you know they're lifetime backups or defensive placement replacement guys. Their mm-hmm. whole lives. Now we're asking a lot of them, regardless of who the competition is. So yeah, um, so I'll say yeah. two out of three is what I'm looking for.
0: All right. Well, hopefully we uh, we talk after this Baltimore series wraps. Um, Sox are 51 and 35, eight games ahead of Cleveland. Uh, just, you know, these crazy numbers, 10 and two against the Twins uh, this season. You never would have thought it. Uh, and then you go to some individual numbers like with what Rodon's doing. It's awesome. Keep on keeping on, I guess. Uh, Pat, always a pleasure, buddy, talking socks with you, my friend.
1: Man, I could do this uh, every day.
0: Oh, Dave, don't tempt me. I do know, not I tempt me. I will, I will I I'll will. get my chores done. I will <laughs> run your letters over to Sox Park. I will sew my buttons, and I will make sure I've got time for a daily podcast. Do not tempt oh, oh, me.
1: Gosh, oh, well, you've got a lot to do. I don't know if you have time. <laughs> a lot of
0: things for you to do. Uh, well, a big thank you to Xavier Sanchez from uh, White Sox Daily. Great stuff there. Check his stuff out. Uh, Check their uh, website out. They've got some great articles and podcasts going on. Uh, You can find this podcast, Good Guys Talk Back, everywhere you find your podcast. It's a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, which we hope you do, um, uh, give it that five-star rating. It really helps uh, for other Sox fans to find us. Uh, Pass it along uh, to other Sox fans and uh, direct them to our a Twitter account. Uh, the handle is at good guys TV. We've also got a, a Facebook fan page and all that good stuff is also found on shy They've got some great content there. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Can't wait to talk uh, Baltimore sweep uh, for Pat Hester. I am Nick Morawski. until next time. Go socks.